I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Burner accounts, a 2020 mock draft, and the closer, Chris Ventra. What more can you ask for? Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Fantasy BFFs live on the Sports Career TV network. No Greg Sussman. He's out playing bocce in Florida today. I am Frank Stanfield. He is the closer, the host of the Fantasy Football Frenzy. We are holding it down for the next hour up till 3 p.m. Eastern time when you will hear Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels on Wager Talk. Venture, I alluded to it. We've got a fun show planned. I want to go oh, all cool. over the place today. I want to talk about fake beat reporter burner accounts for the New York <laughs> Jets. What a way to wrap up 2019, and the decade was that was the New York Jets. Can't ask for a better way to end this decade. We've got a 2020 first-round mock draft that we are going to complete together. We're going to look at the wide receivers, the top 12 wide receivers from the 2019 season. We got to quarterbacks, running backs. We spoke a little bit about tight ends yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about 
our favorite fantasy player of the decade, and we'll wrap it all up with some New Year's resolutions. Closer, Chris Venture, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you doing today, bud? Uh, yeah, we were just on the friends. You were talk- shooting the shit about the New Year's. I didn't do resolutions, so let's <laughs> do it on this show, and uh, shout out to Greg Sussman. Shout out to Greg Sussman, playing a little bocce. You play bocce? Uh... I've played you'll probably bocce. wait until That's you're a, about 40, 50, and then maybe you'll hit up the box. That's an old Guineas game, yeah. <laughs> I could say that. Yeah, I, it's all right. You can say it, you know, because uh, you're probably the most Italian guy I know. But uh, yeah. uh, maybe we'll stay away from that for the rest of the show here. But let's start off with this burner account drama. If you were watching the uh, morning after today with Gabe Morenci, Ariel Epstein, and Joe Ranieri, you heard a little bit about this. Now, if you follow the Jets, if you follow fantasy football and... You know, on Twitter, you have all the beat reporters where you get your information from. You need to follow these people in order to know, you know, to keep you updated for the fantasy football season. Who's in, who's out, uh, practice updates, usage updates for players. Normally, these are great follows to help you become a better fantasy player. With maybe the exception of one beat reporter, Ventra. Mm -hmm. That being Manish Mehta of the New York Jets. Yes. Now, here is, here's the issue with Manish Mehta. A lot, of, a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues. He's, at this point, if you follow him, of the New York Daily News, Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News, he is a troll. Yeah. He is more of a troll than an objective beat reporter that he is supposed to be. The day, the night, that the Jets hired Adam Gase, Manish Mehta goes out and tweets, Jets fans, you finally got it right. You got an innovative offensive mind, a true leader. Yeah. <laughs> that was the beginning of it all. That yeah. was the beginning of the trolling, all right? And now, every single week, we're getting fluff piece after fluff piece about Adam Gase. I'm rich as, I'll let you fill in the blank there. He never even said it. Fake sources, fake news. This guy just goes out of his way. And now, this is the latest in the drama <laughs> of the New York Jets, allegedly. There was a, a burner account. This is this is great. You follow. Uh, go on my Twitter. I quote tweeted this. Uh, Barstool Sports is, has an investigative report regarding this burner account. A burner account for, for those out there. Who, I, if you don't know, mm-hmm. it's a fake Twitter account that you make to either defend yourself or to defend somebody else. So all along, there's this account on Twitter venture mm-hmm. at Wyatt V18. Now it's deleted. I wonder why. Yeah. Everyone su- suspected that this was an Adam Gase burner account. Because Adam Gase, sensitive guy, That's his doesn't, son. doesn't deal well with the media. This is all the portrayal of Adam Gase. And believe me, I don't normally defend Adam Gase. But for this specific scenario, I will be defending Adam Gase. Okay. Now, the turn in all this, this uh, Adam Gase burner account, is that people now suspect that it is Manish Mehta, mm-hmm. who is running this burner account to try and sabotage Adam Gase... <laughs> So that he can write stories about Adam Gase having a fake burner account and how rich he is. Wild. I mean, the lengths that people will go to, and again, this is all alleged, but the reason why people think that it's him is because this fake Twitter account, this burner account, tweeted out a New York Daily News article written by Manish Mehta Mm -hmm. exactly the same way that he (laughs) tweeted out the article later on in the day. Right. So people are suspecting that he forgot to change his Twitter account. It's no guarantees. I mean, this is insane. Why would anybody want to coach the New York Jets? <laughs> this team is 7 and 9. This is the they biggest stink. news. They stink. Yeah. They stink. Yeah. They're a circus. And yet they're always in the news. How'd they go 7 and 9? 
six and two in their final eight games. All the credit in the world to Greg Williams, by the way. Gase is a moron. <laughs> Why are you going seven I mean, and nine for? And then it, it all kind of <laughs> it, it kind of leaks over into everything else that's happening, right? So you saw uh, a lot of people saw yesterday the Adam Gase response to the Le'Veon Bell question. Well, is Le'Veon Bell going to be back here in 2020? And Adam Gase, visibly frustrated at the podium, based on who is asking the question, he says, ask Joe Douglas tomorrow. He's under contract for three years. What else do you want me to say? Manish Mehta was the one who asked him that question. So, of course, Connor Hughes, a beat reporter, who actually does his job for The Athletic, Mm -hmm. cleared this up yesterday and said, well, the reason why Adam Gase was so frustrated was because it was Manish Mehta who was asking these questions. He's like, how many times do I have to answer the same question? Right, right. And Gase is just frustrated. Like, if someone wrote a story about you, Ventura, making up some fake news, (laughs) a fake storyline about you being richer than everyone else, and you don't care about your fan base, all the goon squad, imagine someone wrote a story like that and it wasn't true. And then that same person comes in and asks you a Le'Veon Bell question. Right. You'd be frustrated too. Well, first of all, it's Gase's personality. Uh, Yeah, I mean... You shouldn't let all these things get to you. If you're going to be a head coach, don't let that get to you. Like, I'd be joking around, too. Back it's at a, It's just a never end. Well, you could be Belichick. Never, I, thank be God cold, the cold decade face. is ending for yeah. the New York Jets because, <laughs> you know, there were some great times with Rex Ryan. Yeah. I personally, I love the Rex Ryan. Say what you want about the guy. Yeah. He brought the, he brought the Jets to two AFC championships back right. to back. Made a great defense. But him, the feet... Everything else that's going on in the Jets, it's just... It's messy. It's this is the wild. biggest news they had all year. It's a wild world. We come <laughs> back. We'll get back to fantasy football. It's the Fantasy BFS live on the Sports Grid TV network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, daily show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. 
Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top it ran sucks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, live on the Sports Grid TV network. He is the closer, Chris Ventra. I am Frank Stample. And Chris, I know that you wanted to put a bow on this uh, burner account conversation right. when it comes to Manish Mehta slash WyattV18 on Twitter. WyattV18, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he made this account. He's trying to get attention, right? Uh, everybody wants files and clicks and whatever. But some people want it real bad and they'll go to extensive lengths to do it. And I think I that's believe what it. this is, right? Now, you said, I asked you during the break, would you go, like, you know, do something a little crazy like this to get more follows and get attention? I wouldn't do you it. You wouldn't? No, not me personally. Okay. I could understand that, you know, certain people would. Some, I might do Some people crazy. just have the urge, you know? Yeah. They have the urge to, I gotta, I gotta get some clicks, you know? Follows, yeah. I gotta get follows. I gotta find right. a way to, to create controversy. Right. To get people talking about me. And but you know what that is? That's high school, man. That's, that's yeah. junior high school. That's like, drama. B-Riders should be professional, you're saying. They should be professional. And you brought up a good point during the break. Maybe the times are changing. Yeah. We got trolls all over the world right Fake now. news everywhere. Living in their parents' basements, as Gabe likes to say. <laughs> On Twitter, YouTube comments, Reddit, wherever you go, there's going to be trolls. Yeah. I mean, wherever. That, look, if you want to kind of say what has defined the decade of you know the 2010s going right. into 2020. Social media. Social media and, you know... Keyboard bullies. Right. That's, you know, that's been very prevalent Fake this bullies. decade. And now, and now we got one working for the Daily News. Yeah. Manish Mehta. Is he going to get fired? No, 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 no. No? The Daily News loves this. Yeah. Now they got me talking about See? them. So they, they got me talking about it. They got everybody on Twitter talking exactly. about it. They love this. They're not going to get rid of him. So, but the thing is, question. he's not a beat reporter. He's Like, that's what he claims what to he? be. He's not. He's This is TMZ. Yeah. This is... Create controversy, get clicks, right? Clickbait. But he works for. He's who? not. He's not a real beat reporter. He's supposed to be a real beat reporter, but he's not. Okay. He's a troll. Yeah, that's what he is. So they're going to be more fake beat reporters. He's a professional out there. troll. People are going to do this. Listen, maybe I, he'll get a raise out of this. Maybe this will be the best you, thing that ever happens. If you ask me, would I do something crazy to go viral? 
Yes. The answer is yes. All right. So what's what's the closer Chris Venture doing later tonight to go viral? Well, I, I said I, I already said I'm I'm already like I'm going home. I already asked Christine. I said, listen, I got a crazy idea. You want to go to AC tonight? I heard you talking. Just shoot frenzy. out there. You want to go some play poker. some poker? And she said she's down. She's down. But the problem is, it's six hundred dollars for a room in Bogota. She already looked it up for tonight. Oh no. But, uh, well, everyone's. Gonna I said, you know what? Everyone's going to want to go party in AC for yeah, New Year's Eve. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of singles out there, whatever. But I'm looking to just play poker. I told her, listen, you could drink, have fun, go out, do your thing. I'll play poker. I'll drink some coffee and Bailey's. I won't get too erect, and I'll drive home. You know, I'll just have like one drink. Yeah. And the rest of the night, coffee. Stay up, play some poker, win some money. All right. It'd be a great night. But I'm down to do spontaneous and crazy stuff. I don't know how things go viral, though. You know, stupidest things I've ever seen have gone viral. <laughs> Am I wrong? Well, I mean, there's no way to predict it. Obviously. If, right. any, if everyone could predict it, then, you know, there'd right. be a ton more content than there already is. Exactly. So... I mean, you know, one day I'm sure I'll do something pretty stupid and crazy, and, I, and you know, it'll get attention. How about, you know, I tweeted about this last night. How about you sign up for Temptation Island? Temptation Island? No, see, I feel I like uh, that would be a perfect show that, for you. That'd be a big problem for, for me. For those who don't know what Temptation <laughs> Island is, I walk in last night, my fiance's watching Temptation Island. This is a show, I'll, I'll just read you the Wikipedia definition here, description yeah. of the show. An American reality television program broadcast on Fox and USA Network, probably shouldn't have mentioned that, in which several couples agree to live with a group of singles of the opposite sex in order to test the strength of their relationships. If you have not watched this show... I've watched it. This show is insane. And Chris, I feel like you would fit right in. Yeah. I've watched the first couple episodes for some reason. Would you be able to behave yourself on Temptation Island? No. (laughs) No, no, I, I would, I would. I mean, I think I would. You never know who's watching, I hope Chris. I would. You know? um, yeah, I'm about to get married in like a month and a half. So, Well, not if you go on Temptation Island, you're not. I, see, that's the thing. That's the point. If you're going on Temptation Island, then you already got, you know, They're probably all problems. fake couples yeah. anyway. It's probably all acting. You definitely got couples issues already if you're going on Temptation Island. But it's a hilarious show. Shout out to Wyatt. Shout out to Burner Accounts. Shout out to Temptation <laughs> Island. Ventra, the top 12 wide receivers. There we go. Here's your segue of... The 2019 fantasy football season. We did quarterbacks yesterday, running backs. We spoke a little bit about tight ends as well. Yeah. The wide receiver position in 2019, no surprise, Michael Thomas, one of the best seasons that we've ever seen from a wide receiver. He broke the receptions record in a single season. Number two, mm-hmm. how about this? Chris Godwin, despite only playing 14 games, Chris Godwin finishes as your wide receiver two overall. Your boy, Julio Jones, number Julio. three. Cooper Cup. DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Galladay. He only played eight games with his starting quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Still finishes your wide receiver six. Devontae Parker, since Preston Williams went down, he is the wide receiver two overall from week 10 on. Just a phenomenal season from Devontae Parker. Number eight, Keenan Allen. Nine, Amari Cooper. Ten, Julian Edelman. Eleven, Allen Robinson. What a Rob. What a phenomenal season out of Allen Robinson. Every single week we come in here, talk about how bad the Bears offense and Mitchell Trubisky looked. You know who wasn't bad? It was Allen Robinson. Really made the most of a not so great a bad situation. Not a great situation. I mean, he did that with the Jaguars too, with Blake Bortles. I mean, he's had two of the worst quarterbacks. Seriously, him. right? Like <laughs> And he's still making the most of it. It's crazy. Yeah. Just a phenomenal job Talented by Allen Robinson. Yeah. Number twelve, Mike Evans, despite only playing thirteen games. So you have two Bucks wide receivers finished there in the top twelve. Yep. Only six of these who finished in the top twelve were actually drafted in the top twelve in average draft position before the season. Mm-hmm. So you had a fifty percent hit rate of your of you know one of your one of the top twelve wide receivers returning wide receiver one value right a fifty percent hit rate who did not hit. great okay so 
First of all, there was only ADP for there was only six. To me, there was only like five or six elite wide receivers coming into the year. You ready? DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. And I'll have a little bit more on Devontae Adams. He was not great early in the season, and obviously getting hurt did not help. Julio Jones was number three. Michael Thomas, number four. Three are your top four. Great. Yeah. Adams o- got hurt. So. Odell Beckham Jr., fifth. That's bad. Juju Smith-Schuster, sixth. Tyreek Hill was great when he played, but he, was, but he got hurt. Uh, yeah. Can't predict injuries. Right. Number eight, Mike Evans. Awesome when he played, still finished inside the top 12. Right. Your boy, someone you drafted, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Number nine. Complete bust. Burned everybody. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, number 10. Wasn't bad. He actually he finished inside the top 12. Yeah. He was solid. He, he did what you expected him to do. Right. Adam Thielen got hurt and really wasn't great either. Mm-hmm. He Amari, had a lot of touchdowns. Amari Cooper was 12th. So again, six out of the top 12 that were drafted. So and then now, just, just outside of that, Stefan Diggs was fine. Solid, high-end wide receiver too. Brandon Cooks, terrible. Robert Woods, really, really slow first half of the season. Came on in the second half of the season. Yeah. You know Robert Woods actually finished with over 1,000 yards receiving? Yep. The problem is he only had three touchdowns. He had 1,100 yards receiving. It's always a problem for Robert Woods. T.Y. Hilton got hurt. Uh, Julian Edelman finished inside the top 12. Chris Godwin finished inside the top 12. Uh, Kenny Galladay was wide receiver 19 drafted. He finished inside the top 12. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett rounds out the top 20 ADP. Uh, and he was very up and down. You had some really big games out of Lockett. He got hurt at one point. And yeah. then you had some down games. He but wasn't He ended he his wide receiver 14. He was, uh, Tyler Lockett's talented. The problem is, and we say this every single year, this is why I didn't draft Russell Wilson, and I felt terrible about it in the first half of the season. Right. They just run the football too much. Yeah. It's a problem, man. Like, if they unleashed Russell Wilson... Oh. You're paying him as much money as you are. He could throw 40 you touchdowns. You have Brian Schottenheimer as the OC of the Seattle Seahawks. All he wants to do is run the football, and they do it effectively. Right. So I can't play old school. Yeah. I can't blame them for that. But seeing as how this team won as many games as they did, it's scary to imagine how much better they could it even could be. be. Yeah. If not even like you don't have to have Russell Wilson throw the ball 50 times a game. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But just have him be more aggressive. Throw on earlier downs. A little bit more play action. You know, a little know? more creative. Imagine if that was the case. How great Russell Wilson could be for real life and fantasy. Well, purposes. I think for many years the issue was they didn't trust the receivers. Okay, because you had at one point what it was Golden Tate was there. Lockett. This is really early on in Russell Russell Wilson's career. No, early in their career they were defense, ground and pound, smash right. football team, and but he now, made plays when he had to. Right. I think now at this point in time, this is the best receiver group they've ever had with Russell Wilson because DK Metcalf has really had a nice rookie season. Yeah, and I doubted uh, him too. I was wrong about DK Yeah, Metcalf. I was wrong about him too and he's a freak. I should have liked him. It was against my grain completely uh, but he had 900 yards receiving, 7 touchdowns, 58 catches. Great rookie Great season. Great rookie season. Great. Uh, David Moore, Tyler Lockett coming into his own. He had Baldwin but Metcalf replaces Baldwin and Lockett becomes the number one. He has weapons now. Hollister, you got what's yeah. his name who come, might Will come Disley. back? Will Disley. So there's the weapons running backs were great too. Yeah, the weapons are there now. Yeah, the For weapons were better this year. I don't know that they're going to improve, uh, increase their pass percentage or their, you know, change their play calling philosophies. Probably not. I think as yeah. long as Brian Schottenheimer is there, that's not going to change. Right. But remember last year, they lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs. All they did was run the football in that game. Yeah. They would have won if they were more aggressive on early downs. Yep. It's just a detriment for the Seattle Seahawks. When we come back, more wide receiver talk, 2020 first round mock, and more here on the BFFs. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Want to be the next 
daily fantasy millionaire, dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer, the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto, where millionaires are made. Speaking of the NBA DFS slate for today, uh, it's currently 2.25 p.m. Eastern time, and Mm. there are NBA games that are starting up at 3 p.m. today. So as your New Year's Eve gift... Head on down to DailyRoto.com, check out some of those projections, and jump in on that slate, man. We got some early basketball, so I'm pretty excited. We got uh, we got sports to watch all day long here, eventually. Yeah, yeah, basketball, hockey. If you're into hockey, supposedly, I, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't <laughs> don't tell name Alex Paisano. I can't name two players in the in the National Hockey League. <laughs> Say that right now. Um, yeah, are these slates good though? Are we talking about big money here? Uh, there's big money on every slate. Under K to first. Under K to first. All Come right. on, man. Jump That's in. Good for basketball. Some early NBA slate action. I, I'm, Speaking no, of the pit I'm making league, a rise. We have a we have a oh season long fantasy basketball yeah. pit league. Big time. I, I know the it. big timer is in it. He's killing the it. Closer Chris Ventura. You're uh, showing off a little basketball chops, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm six and four now. Look at you. First he, thing you came in today. You know who I picked up? Jordan McRae. Jordan McRae. Who the heck is this guy? Last night, I'm like, who is this guy? He put up 54 fantasy points, you're on my team. Right <laughs> you're here. on my team. Anybody that scores 45-plus fantasy points automatically gets added to my team. If they have that capability, I want them on my team. Uh, no, but uh, what you call I'm playing Greg Sussman this week. Oh, take Big him out. matchup. He's take, set, out, take out the bocce bowl Seven and three, yeah. Take, take out, out the bocce, bocce bowl. <laughs> take out the bocce. All right, Ventura, I wanted to ask you about these top 12 wide receivers that finished in 2019. Yeah. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Julio, Cooper Cup, D-Hop, Galladay, Devontae Parker, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Of that group, who are you most likely to avoid in the 2020 fantasy football season? Good question. Good question. I am going to avoid... So there's two guys that I'm eyeing right now on this list that kind of scare me. Let's talk it out. Uh, one. Actually, there's three. So definitely uh, Julian Edelman. Listen, this is the first time I feel like he's been in the top 12. He's usually a wide receiver too, I feel like, over the years. Now, I would have to look that up. Because he usually doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. I think this year he had, how many touchdowns did he have? Eight? No, he had more than that. Six. six. All right, six. So, still didn't have a ton of touchdowns, but he had almost 1,200 yards receiving and 98 receptions. Uh, I think Edelman, I would not draft as a top 12 wide receiver. I draft him more as a wide receiver two. Keep it strict like that. Because he's also older. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, And they're sure. going to get better up. weapons. He's yeah. beat up. He was the best weapon on the team. They had no weapons all year. We don't even know he, if Brady's going to be there. Right. Cooper worries me. He doesn't show up in big games. He cost me a championship. Uh, he disappears. <laughs> I, I love that you uh, d- you base who you're uh, going to draft the next year on whether or not they they screwed you over in the championship. <laughs> I mean, I'll draft him. <laughs> Nick but, Chubb, you screwed me over in week 16. <laughs> not drafting you next year. I, like, I'll draft him, but I don't want to spend a wide receiver. I don't want him to be my wide receiver one. I'm not comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm fair. I'm you know, right like, I would rather sense. go somewhere He's else. super talented. He and, is. You know, maybe the next head coach that they bring in or offensive coordinator... Assuming that they make a change, again, it's you know two thirty here on the East Coast. Jason Garrett is still employed by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he hasn't been fired yet, right. or at least I haven't seen it. He's going to be. So we'll see who they bring in, but maybe right. it's someone that can get the most out of their weapons. Because right. Amari Cooper, he's disappeared at times. He's always banged up. He's right. super talented. Yeah, 
But we just don't get enough consistency out of it. Right, and that's the problem. And you're drafting him every year as like, here's the year he's going to be wide everyone receiver one. It. And you know what? You at know? this point, everyone's going to see what he did this year. They're going to talk about, oh, well, look at the big games that he had. He still finished as a top 12 wide receiver. Yeah, next nice thing year, you know, yeah. he'll be in the top. He'll be a second round pick again next year. Right, and he, that, that's the thing. I think that's paying too much because we haven't completely seen that consistency upside from him for a whole season yet. You know, every year he's had some sort of issue that kind of, you know, deterred him from being that elite wide receiver you want to see from him. Um, Allen Robinson worries me because the year before with the Bears didn't do much at all. He was actually one of the most inconsistent. I had him, and I was banking on him to do what he did this year. It was his first it. year coming off ACL surgery, though. Right, and his first so year with the he's Bears. A, a one, another year yeah. further removed from that. Right. Talent-wise, love the guy. Little worried about that offense. I don't know if he's going to be a wide receiver one again next year. Mike Evans is a guy who I know is uh, can be a wide receiver one any given year. But if you look at his career, I feel like every other year he has a down year. Like if you just look at his career stats, every other year you'll see like one year he have twelve touchdowns, the next year I have like three touchdowns. Like it's just very odd. Like and how if you look at his game log, his game log is kind of a microcosm of his career, right? Because it's the same way. It's up and down. One week he'll give you 150 and three, and the next week he'll give you five for 50. Plus, he never really catches a ton of passes. He caught 67 balls this year. I don't think he's ever caught more than what? His his career high is 96. 96. All 2016. Right. Well, that's a good That's, that's a, a good, good one. Year. All right. What about for the most part? What are you looking at? 70s, 60s? Yeah, 67 this year, 86 last year, 71 the year before that, 96, 74. So he ranges from 70 to 90, let's say that. Okay, so to me, my wide receiver one's catching 85-plus balls, guaranteed. You want a guy that's eating consistently. So yeah. if you have a guy who's only catching but he 67 makes up with passes. It. He makes up with it with the chunk plays that he catches, yes. you know? So like he doesn't do it in reception volume, mm-hmm. but if you look at his yardage, like last year, 1,500 yards. He right. has another year over 1,300. Right. His second year in the league, he had over 1,200 yards. So mm-hmm. he always makes big plays. He has these big chunk plays. He's a he, monster. He yeah. averages almost 16 yards per reception in his career. Yeah. Yeah. So He's a monster He makes receiver. up for that reception total by having big yardage games. Yeah, yeah. So to me, Mike Evans is definitely a safe Pick, but I don't know. He's better for best ball. He's a bottom end wide receiver one for me, not in that top elite tier. All right, so then you're not going to get him next year because he's going to go at the turn. Yeah, see, I'm not paying for that. That's he's going to be a borderline first, second round pick. Right. Like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams to me are the four elites. Those are the elites. I agree with Untouchable. that. Untouchable. After that, you know, Galladay might be turning into that. I guy. think Godwin and Mike Evans are in that mix right after that. Godwin's coming up into that guy. Yeah. If Godwin's going to be elite, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for them both to be consistently elite all year long again. I think this good. Well, that was a problem know. this year. Yeah. There was never a game where both of them went off together. Right. It would be one game, it's Godwin. One game, it's Evans. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when we talk about this a lot during draft season. Or at least I know Greg and I do, right? Where well, well, would you double down on uh, two wide receivers on the same team? Even if it's a really good offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, would you take a... Julio Ridley. We yeah. probably would have... Yeah, like a Julio and Ridley. I would do that. Like, yeah, there's a chance that both of them could go off in the same week. But you're kind of limiting your upside. Yeah. Because more often than taking not, each one targets. of them is going to go off and the other one isn't. Yeah. That was... Look at the Bucks' offense. They had one of the best passing offenses all season long. And there still weren't a lot of games, if any, where both Godwin and Evans went off in the same game. Game, right. So it limits your upside. And think about how many times this guy Winston threw the ball. I yeah. mean, and they, they had, were throwing they like had crazy. monster games, but it would be, yeah. all right, well, one game Mike Evans would go off, and the next right. game Chris Godwin would go off, and then, 
You know, so they you're never right. Do it together. You shouldn't really draft two wide receivers on the table if you want them to be part of your top three wide receivers. I think like next year you you will have the opportunity to take Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Yeah. But why would you do that? Because you limit your upside. Right. But I, they're both super talented. Yeah. So I understand, like, yeah, you might want to uh, differentiate a little bit. One team you take Cooper, maybe. One team you take Gallup. I think Gallup might even be better than Cooper. Just to get exposure yeah. to that offense. Because, look, the Cowboys have a talented offense. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. That's why Jason Garrett's about to get fired. Yeah. There's a lot of talent on that Blew team. Blew a lot of games this year. They just weren't able to show up, A, in big games. Right. And there wasn't enough consistency. Yeah. When you have an offensive line that good... You pay a running back. You have a top five running back. You have a top five offensive line. Dak Prescott, maybe Dak Prescott's the problem? No, he had a great year. 30 touchdowns, 11 but a lot picks. But a lot of that was garbage time production. It really was. Though. It was like Blake Bortles' fantasy production. You're right. But he hasn't been bad When you in needed career, him to beat the Bears on Thursday night. You're talking football. about NFL When you production. needed him to yeah. beat the Eagles yeah. in a crunch time game. You couldn't do it. They didn't show up. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I mean, that's real NFL talk. But when we're talking fantasy... Oh, Dak yeah. is great for fantasy. Right. No doubt for about fantasy it. fantasy purposes, he's great. Um, but I would say this. Strategy-wise, going into next year, if you're drafting wide receivers, right? Usually, you have three wide receivers that you're definitely starting on your, on your roster. I usually tend to go for all three of those guys to be the number one wide receiver on their team. And so like, that they're getting as many targets as possible. That's exactly what yeah. EY's strategy was this year, too. Yeah. Like, later on in drafts, if he could find wide receivers who he suspected to be the number, one. number ones for their team, yeah. he would just draft them even if he didn't think that they, they were, were talented talented players. Right. Like, he had Cortland Sutton everywhere this year. Even Worked though Emmanuel great. Sanders was on the team, he, he thought that Sor- Sutton was going to be the number one. And he ended up being... He, and that's why he drafted right. him everywhere. Yeah. And it worked out. It was a great call. I yeah. mean, Same thing you, with Devontae Parker. Once mm-hmm. he saw the way he was playing early on in the season, he picked him up everywhere. Yeah. He said, look, this kid's the number one. And he gets all the targets and he yeah. eats. And, uh, it doesn't always work. I mean, Hollywood Brown was the number one on the, Brown, uh, on the Ravens. And obviously, he's a rookie and he didn't get as many targets. And you know, obviously, Lamar Jackson runs. So it depends on the team. but Or, or like the 49ers, the number one... There is no true number one there. Emmanuel Sanders came. He still wasn't the true number one. Debo has better numbers than Emmanuel since he came to the 49ers Sanders, right? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, well, Debo will probably be the number one next year. So I'll target a guy like Debo because I think he'll be the I'm number one. I'm not so one. sure, man. I, I think I that think San that Fran good. is, I think he is that good. I think they go out and get Odell Beckham. I think San Fran goes out and gets Odell Beckham. I think maybe A.J. Green to be a number two maybe to you know, Debo's Green. one. But if that's, if that's the case, then A.J. Green's probably the one over Debo. For anyway. now, yeah. Yeah. It could be close, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's it an is a conversation. It, it is for sure. Look, you know, one of the old adages, right, in fantasy football, the, one of the first things that I learned was draft quarterbacks and wide receivers on teams with bad defenses and draft running backs on teams with good defenses. Yeah. Because, obvi- you know, it's just makes sense. Right. You have a good defense, sense, you're going to be yeah. playing with a lead, you're going to have the ball more, you want, you're want you going to have the running back playing, right. playing from ahead. Well, Positive game script. The other way... That's why you, every year it doesn't matter if Jameis Winston throws 30 interceptions. Right. He's, throw, he's throwing for 5,000 yards. The defense, you know, while they improved this year, they still weren't great. Right. So, and Bruce that, Arians didn't commit to the run. Yeah. A, a very kind of black and white way to look at positional uh, players in fantasy right. football. Draft running backs on teams with good defenses and draft quarterbacks and wide great receivers start. on teams yeah. with bad defenses because right. they're more often than not chasing points in those games. That's true. All right, when we come back, we'll, we will give you our players of the decade, fantasy players of the decade, 2020 first-round mock and more. It's the BFFs on the Sports Grid TV Network. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Where is he going to be? 
Welcome back to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by the closer Chris Ventra, the host of the Fantasy Football Frenzy here on the Sports Grid TV network. Yeah. I wanted to provide people a little look back at the decade, right? Yeah. I've seen a lot of these lists already. Who are the top Jets of the decade, Giants of the decade, the top athletes of the decade, the the best sports moments of the decade. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they're fun things to look at and read and remind yourself of everything that happened uh, from the years 2010 to 2019. Mm -hmm. So, Ventra, I wanted to ask you, who is your fantasy football player of the decade so, from 2010 through 2019. I think everybody already knows, especially shout out to the Goon Squad, that it's going to be Julio Jones. How can you argue uh, with My it? boy. Uh, I seen a tweet from Graham Barfield today. Shout out to Graham Barfield. Julio Jones finished among wide receivers in fantasy points since 2014. Wide receiver three, wide receiver two, wide receiver seven, wide receiver six, wide receiver two, and wide receiver six. So top 10 wide receiver pretty much throughout his entire career. Uh, and if you look at his career, I mean, if it wasn't for Antonio Brown and his dominance in that five-year stretch, Julio's probably the greatest receiver of the decade. I mean, it's hard to argue uh, against Julio. That's uh, fair to say. You know, I so, mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins is in that mix, but Julio did it for longer within the decade. Right. I mean, you know, so, I mean, yeah, Hopkins definitely in the mix, but Julio... Megatron, I mean, too. Can't forget about Megatron. Megatron's career ended in... 2015, I think. So I feel like he just yeah. cut his career short. He yeah, stopped. he did. Yeah. But did you read or see that story about him? Where he no. basically, it was like a tell-all interview. He, he, told, he, he revealed to people that he was like smoking and, and using like painkillers and stuff. And like he He's had all to messed get away up. from the game. So yeah. I can't blame the guy, man. I mean, you got to look out for your yeah. long-term health as well. That's true. Yeah. I think he was only 29 when he retired. He retired at 30 after 2015. You're right. Yeah, so... But, you know, for those uh, for those six years from 2010 through 2015, I mean, Calvin Johnson was amazing. Antonio yeah. Brown in that mix as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put this question on Twitter. I know a lot of people were saying, uh, someone said Tom Brady. Someone brought up Antonio Brown as well. I saw that Roto World put out an all-decade team, which featured LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Of course, you can't forget about those players. Uh, Frank Gore. It was, a, it was a great decade for all of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mine is, I'm going to make it personal because yeah. this player helped me win my first championship in my longest standing home league i'll never forget one of my favorite fantasy football moments sunday night football mm. marshawn link lynch breaks off one of those beast quake oh, runs yeah. against the san francisco 49ers 70 yarder he's just cutting people up one side of the field runs all the way to the people, other side yeah. trucking people scores a 70 yard touchdown to give me the lead in my fantasy football championship and it was the first time i won my home league so my answer Memories. is marshawn lynch from 2011 through 2014, four straight years with over 1,200 yards, 12-plus touchdowns. I mean, to do that for a four-year stretch as a running back in the NFL, tough. pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Uh, just really created a lot of memorable moments for not just fantasy owners, Seattle Seahawks fans. The uh, We all know the crazy runs and the... Oh, well, the playoff run. The... Yeah. Uh, the, the Hold, hold my junk. Yeah. <laughs> the runs, man. I mean, the guy yeah. just created so many special moments. So my answer uh, would be Marshawn Lynch. Uh, it was a great His personality too for Beast Mode. I'm happy that he's back in the NFL. Uh, that's my answer. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, that's a personal thing, but like he did it for He didn't four, do it for long yeah. enough, yeah. For the whole decade, that's tough. He I was mean, actually good for the Raiders last year. He just got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, now he's just a, sh- a shell right, of him. Ventra, I want to jump into this... 
first round mock for 2020. Uh, we got a couple minutes left here on the show, so try and get through 12 picks if we can. Yep. A little back and forth, uh, just to give people an idea of what the first round is looking like. I know a couple of people yesterday in the chat were asking us, you know, what does the first round look like, or at least the top five picks. So mm. I think this is a good way to kind of go over that and give people a really early look at what we're expecting half point PPR? in the 2020 fantasy football season. Of course, half point okay. PPR. The only pl- way to play fantasy football is half point half PPR. Point PPR. With that, right. you're on the clock. You got the number one pick, Ventra. Christian, Are you going to shock the system? Nah, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you have to. Boo. I know, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, no, no, no. You got to take him. I'm just messing with it's you. Bo- it's not boring because Christian McCaffrey is definitely not boring. No. All right? It's, He's it's, mad fun to watch. It's the consensus number one pick. It's the consensus number one pick. He was the best player in fantasy this year. Uh, I mean, he, like you said, he was a player and, and, and a half, basically. He was a flex and an RB1. How good in one? How great uh, would you say Michael Thomas's year was? I, I think it was like a, a nine out of ten on a scale. Michael Thomas. Yeah. And the, the guy breaks the single season receptions record. Reception record, it's, 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 it's not a ten out of ten? Well, a ten out of ten would be Randy Moss's year. Nine out of ten. He finished with three hundred point one fantasy points and a half PPR. Michael Thomas, wide receiver one, just had a phenomenal season. Historic season. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, four hundred and thirteen point two fantasy points. There you go. hundred and thirteen more fantasy points. What? Yep. It's just insane what he did this year. I mean, he was in the running Bed. to have the greatest fantasy football season of all time past LaDainian Tomlinson, who scored 31 touchdowns. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey had 19 touchdowns. Yeah. So think about how many more scrimmage yards he had than LaDainian Tomlinson in to, Tomlinson's right. phenomenal season. Right, to be that I, close. I, I'm not worried about the workload for McCaffrey, you know, how much he's touched the ball. I, I don't think that they're going to go away from him. This is the Panthers' offense. Yeah. And I think it's going to continue to be that way. I agree with you. Right. Uh, he didn't get hurt. I mean, if we're if Saquon Barkley didn't get hurt, okay, and had a f- phenomenal season, something close to McCaffrey, even if McCaffrey, it, it, it would have it never, it would have never come close to McCaffrey. How do you know? Even in Barkley's best year, I think Barkley's the two to McCaffrey. I'll say this: next year, Mc, McCaffrey's one A. Barkley will be one B. If I he stays healthy the whole year, I Barkley's disagree. the second best runner. And I'll tell you right now why. The number two pick in fantasy drafts Michael should Thomas. be Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott is as safe as they safe, come. Yeah. And considering the changes that they're going to make, I expect this Cowboys offense to really, hopefully, flourish. Bring someone in here to get the best out of these weapons. Just so safe. I mean, he hasn't finished below RB5 uh, in fantasy points per game in any season that he has been in the NFL. Uh, The receptions have gone up the past couple of years. He scored a ton of touchdowns this year. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. Didn't have preseason and uh, training camp because he was holding out for the contract. Can't blame a player for wanting to get his money. For me, the number two pick, as safe as they come, I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott. You're on the clock with number three. Okay, so you got Zeke. I will go with... This is tough. You gotta, you gotta go with who you just said is one B, right? I mean, because of the injury, it worries me. And Michael Thomas is so safe. I think I have to go Michael Thomas here over Saquon. I think so. I think it's just so safe. He has not had a flaw in his career so far. If you look at his career, there hasn't been a flaw, not one, not an injury. As flaw. safe as they come. Yeah, I mean, no, there's literally hasn't been anything wrong. Uh, now in a PPR. It's tough. It, basically, it's Barkley, Thomas, and then whoever's next. Barkley and Thomas, whether you take them three or four, I would take Barkley even two and Thomas two over Zeke. I think whoa, Zeke falls. Whoa, whoa, Ventra. Yeah. 
I know you're a Giants fan, but come on. We can't I think hate Barkley on the Cowboys here. Is extreme. I think he obviously had a down year. He got hurt and everything, but now he's fully healthy. These last two weeks, he looked fantastic. I'm buying right back into the Barkley hype, and I think he's the best, most talented running back in the league to Christian McCaffrey. I think those are one, one and two. Well, then Michael Thomas. You just helped me because either way, you take Michael Thomas three. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley four. Right, anyway. So, so your four. top four picks Easy. are Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, and Saquon Barkley. Makes sense. We know how talented Barkley is. Even if he didn't show it as much in the second half of the season, probably returned too early from that ankle injury. Looked like he was kind of playing through some pain there. He was healthy recently. That's what that's what matters. They have to improve the offensive line in the offseason. I think it's some something that they should address. I don't know that they will because if you were watching that Dave Gettleman press conference today, the guy does not have a clue. Hopefully, no clue. they address the offensive line, but I think year two, Daniel Jones gets better. The offense gets better. So does Saquon Barkley. Yeah. You're back on the clock for pick five. Pick five, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. This is half PPR, venture. Ah, uh, it's half PPR. He doesn't score touchdowns. In PPR. If you want to take him half PPR, that's fine. You could take in him. In PPR, PPR, I would definitely take Julio Jones. That's fine. I mean, he was still uh, he was still great this year in he half was PPR. Wide receiver three, yeah. Julio Jones finishes wide receiver three, as we mentioned earlier. If you you want yeah. to take him five, that's your pick? Yeah. All right, let's go with that. Julio Jones, as safe as they come. Getting a little up there in age, though. Doesn't worry you at all? No. Okay. I think he's got three Matt Ryan really good and, years and them boys uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. They, uh, they still sling still the got ball talent, around a lot. Still sling. Uh, I think he's got three or four really, really good years left in him. I'm really surprised that uh, there was a running back on the board there that you decided to pass up. Dalvin Cook? He's not as safe. I will not, <laughs> I will not take Dalvin Cook. Yeah. In the half PPR, I mentioned this yesterday. Kareem Hunt is going to be out in Cleveland. I am taking you like Chubb. Nick Chubb yeah. at pick six. For the reasons I mentioned yesterday, I ran through the analytical stats, uh, the avoided tackles, the yards after contact. Nick Chubb is as great as they come. The Browns' offensive line wasn't great this year. Their offense overall wasn't great. Freddie Kitchens uh, did not do a good job. That's why he got fired. I expect Baker was bad. They'll bring in a coach that, again... This is a constant theme, like the Cowboys, a lot of these teams that fire uh, fire their coach or are expected to, hopefully could get the best out of their weapons, right. and I think that they can do that with Nick Chubb. He is pick six for me. You're up for pick seven. Then I would go with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook at pick seven. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I would go Cook before Chubb, but that's six, seven. You could go whichever you want. I think you can't go wrong there. Uh, so let's go to eight. Pick eight here. We'll are speed it up a little Julio bit. Julio in your top seven? Uh, Julio, no, he wouldn't be in my top seven. I would, I would take Dalvin would Cook replace? over him. I would take Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb both over Julio. And who, who I'm about to take with pick eight, I would also take over Julio Jones. Okay. And that is DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I just think that, you know, he's just as safe, but the touchdown upside is higher. I think he has a better quarterback in Deshaun Watson. A little okay. bit younger than Julio Jones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have to worry about injury concerns as Target much. Target monster, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think you're literally splitting hairs. But for me, I yeah. think DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit safer. So I'll take him so that's eight. over Julio Jones at pick eight. You're up. For pick nine. And we have Zeke in, in the top eight already, right? So. Zeke, yeah. CMC, Zeke, Michael Thomas, Saquon, Julio Jones, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins. Sounds beautiful to me. I love that's, that. It's a great um, top eight. Great top eight. Nine, 10, 11, 12 gets tough. I, this is where you could start thinking about Lamar Jackson, but I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Neither would I. Uh, I think Luckily, Greg Sussman's here. If he's at home watching, he's yeah. probably yelling at TV, what about Lamar Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to be all over that. Um... I think I would go with, who's the running back that I feel like kind of did? Oh, Alvin Kamara. I think that makes sense. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Without a doubt. He slid too far. Yeah. You could argue that he probably should go even earlier. Yeah. But we had an extensive conversation about Kamara uh, yesterday and how uh, the touchdowns should bounce back for him heading into next year. Positive regression. We'll see who the quarterback is, whether it's Drew Brees, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, if Drew Brees decides to retire. But uh, Alvin Kamara, one of the most explosive running backs in the league. Right. 
81 receptions in three straight seasons. Got to be in the top 10. Yeah. Hard to argue with that one yeah. either. This is where... This is probably where the draft really begins. Right. I think that the, the top tough. nine all makes a lot of sense. And then you could pretty much just make the argument for... Uh, like 10 different players at this point. Now, at this point, too, this is where things, it depends on where players are on, on their teams. Yeah. Okay? Because if, now, Melvin Gordon, he's gone. Yeah. Right? Most yeah. likely. Like, if he ends up in Kansas City, he's a first-round pick. But I might even take Eckler before him. That makes sense, too. If Eckler's alone on the Chargers, now, if Rivers probably is not there either. We're talking about a new quarterback, maybe. Tyrod Taylor is the backup. Yeah. That would be interesting. But I think Eckler, no matter what. Let's round out this top 12. I'm going to take Devontae Adams. Okay. He was my guy oh, this Devontae year. Adams, okay. uh, top 10 pick. Uh, I'm going back to the well with Devontae Adams. Safe. I think once he returned from injury, you were reminded of the upside, the target share, the air yards. Uh, he was scoring touchdowns every single week. Once again, Devontae Adams, pick 10. And he's safe otherwise, yeah. You're up at pick 11. We got one minute left. Let's okay. round out this top 12. First round for 2020. Okay, pick 11. I am going to go with... Um Am I missing any wide receivers here? No. I'm going to go with, if Eckler is by himself in Los Angeles, I'll probably take Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Melvin Gordon is going to be back with this team. No. All the contract disputes that they had. They might bring someone else in to compliment Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. but you saw how many catches he uh, had this year, how many receptions, how explosive he is as well. He's almost kind of like a mini Alvin Kamara. Right. For the Los Angeles Chargers. Right. So, so I think that makes up. sense. Pick 11 is Austin Eckler. And I will round out the first round of the 2020 mock draft with my boy, Chris Godwin of God. the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. All the pass volume. We'll see who the quarterback is next year. I think Godwin gets even better in year two of Bruce Arians' offense. Don't Thank go you. anywhere. We'll be back with our New Year's resolution for fantasy football in 2020. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacord. It's different, too. You see... Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. 
I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, the last segment of 2019. We rounded out our first round draft for 2020. Yeah. A lot depends on a lot of things, though. Like, when we missed some guys. Like, Mixon had a great year. Somebody mentioned that in the chat. They're yeah, right. I think that he's going to go in this area on the swing. Yeah. But it, there's a lot of players that you're going to be able to make the argument. Just to recap, Christian McCaffrey, first overall. Zeke Elliott, Michael Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Julio Jones, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler, and Chris Godwin. Some players that just missed the cut. Maybe they should have been in this top 12. What say you? Let us know in the comments. Tweet at us at Roto underscore Frank at the closer 1587. Tyreek Hill, not in the top 12 here. Mike Evans, not in the top 12. Aaron Jones, no Joe Mixon, no Lamar Jackson, no Derrick Henry. There's a lot of players that you can make arguments here that should be in the top 12. I think if you're drafting at the back end of the first round next year, it's tough. It's, it's. I don't think it's that tough. I think there's a lot of talent there. Oh yeah. Look at all the players. You know, we just rattled off. I think there's legitimately 20 players that you can argue should be first round picks. I mean, Lamar Jackson could even be that. So yeah. But here's the my problem with it is that, you know, like the wide receiver class. If you notice, it's all the same guys. It all depends if they got hurt or not. The guys who got hurt fell off the board. Tyree Kill should be a first round pick. I mean, when he came back, he kept doing what he was doing. Yep. All the best wide receivers stay the best wide receivers for years, pretty much. I mean, it's the same names over and over. DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas. We didn't even mention tight ends. You can make the argument. I don't know. For Kelsey. Yeah. George Kittle. You're right. Kelsey, you can make the argument for. 
Ertz, no. Uh, Kittle, yeah, you can. And I brought this up to Greg recently. I really think come next year, the Miles Sanders hype throughout training camp is gonna—it's gonna, gonna get crazy. And that's like, the he's thing. gonna end up being a, a borderline first-round pick. I, I really do think that he's gonna get pushed yeah. up that far. Yeah. And you might be right. That's the thing. That's why this is why I like to go wide receivers very early because I feel like they're safe and it's the same guys. If you look, we're talking about the same guys. But if you look at running back, 30. Aaron Jones, uh, Derrick Henry, these are all guys that crack the top five now. You want to drift them in the first round? It's a little sketchy. Venture, do you have a New Year's resolution? We got 20 seconds left. Uh, for I fantasy. Oh, for fantasy? Yeah. Don't be so hung up on uh, PPR running backs. Yeah. There That's you go. It, right there. Don't, you know, go back to Derrick Henry. Derrick next Henry. Go back, back to, to Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb. He is the closer, Chris Venture. I am Frank Sample. Thank you so much for watching and supporting the BFFs throughout the 2019 year. We'll be even better in 2020. We hope. We hope. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.